הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבתוכנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש ושבארץ המה. הוא יבחר רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נא מנחם נו בעמק חוכמה רבנו נחמן פייגמן שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו והכל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם. We left off at section 12. As we saw above, the Merkavo Agaman, the chariot of purple. That we saw above that when this chariot, um, which has in it suffused this concept of love, when the, that love falls, it ends up damaging um, and bringing uh, this chimum and tum'ah, as we saw, this uh, heat of impurity. But the only way to repair it is to assemble the chariot back together. Shem Rafael ve Gabriel, which, what is the chariot? It's the angels of Rafael, of Gabriel, etc. Shem Malachi Amakava, Kamuva, because they are the angels of the chariot as it's brought down in Tikkun Ezer, Tikkun Ayn. We need to bind these angels together in order to repair the blemish. That occurred within the chariot, as we saw. Because from the blemish of the chariot comes all these fallen loves, which stems, which um, which which um, brings all this impurity. And therefore, before a person sleeps, all the the previous chachamim, the earlier chasidim and the chachamim, they brought down and they brought this tikkun to say what to bring in this and to say. This binding together of this chariot as brought down by these earlier tzaddikim to say what? Um, as that this phrase, um, as it's brought down, you're supposed to say this three times before a person goes to sleep. And which is a very big tikkun Rabban was bringing down to explain why. That when you say this, you're able to repair this um, concept that we talked about. That you say that uh, on my right side is Michael, my left side is Gabriel, etc., etc. It's brought down over there. Because by saying this, what you're doing is you're assembling the chariot and by assembling the chariot, you're saved from this impurity. And this is the aspect of the three types of blows of the shofar. We have the tekiah, which is the long blow, the blow which is split up into Many small pieces and tejvarim, which is three blows, three broken blows. The source of tekiyah is brought down in the verse in Amos. If the shofar if the shofar is sounded in the city, will the people not tremble? It's a rhetorical question, meaning of course they will. So we see that the tekiyah, the first type of blow, is brought down haitaka in the Amos. That phrase, um, the tekiah represents the body's trembling, which represents cool spirit, cold air, cold spirit. As we see in Mishle, that it says that the man, that the man of understanding, um, has a cool spirit or the cool spirit of an understanding man.
that through the understanding man we know comes the rectification of faith. Meaning, but specifically the cold spirit. The cool spirit is the thing that brings the rectification of faith. Uh, of faith um, that the cool man, uh, sorry, that the understanding man brings this ruach kar, this kar ruach, this cool spirit which enables to rectify um, faith that has fallen. Teruah comes from the word ro'e, shepherd. Moshe was a shepherd, as we saw above. Meaning the aspect of tfilin. Because we said that Moshe is the opposite of the one who's, who's uh, keeping company with, with harlots, God forbid. The one who's shepherding this, these harlots, etc. God forbid. That Moshe is the holy shepherd. And shevarim, the third, the third type of law, is the aspect of accurate and true dreams. Chapter 7. The recounting of the dream. And its interpretation. Shivro means interpretation. Shivro comes from this idea of shivarim, that type of blow of the shofar. So we see in the verse this represents, shivarim represents holy and uh, righteous dreams. True and true and righteous dreams. We also see that shivarim is an aspect of rectifying justice. As it comes from the word lev nishbar, a broken heart. And what does that have to do with rectifying mishpat? Meaning, the dowsing of the heart to extinguish its, um, its, um, its excitement, its heat. Which is like a burning flame. What's a lev nishbar, a broken heart? It's, um, it's the dowsing of this heart. Which extinguishes this heat, this um, this um, this impurity, this impure heat, as we talked about above, which is like a no daluk, because the heart is like a burning flame, as we know, it's brought down in many different places. It's brought down in Teilim, chapter one hundred four. Yishberu comes from the The wild beasts quench their thirst. Because through the damage in judge in justice, that from the damage in justice falls all these creates all these fallen loves. And because of these fallen loves, it creates this heat of the heart, which causes impurity. Because the the heart is where the judgment resides. It's a place of judgment. That it says about Aaron Akohen, that Aaron carried the judgment of the Jewish people upon his heart. So we see the judgment, it depends upon the, the organ of the heart. So, so when there's a damaging, a blemish in Mishpat, as we saw above, that the damage in Mishpat creates a sexually impure heat. Um, which ends up doing what? Heating up the heart through those fallen loves. Therefore, we need to, to water the heart, to douse the heart. To extinguish that heat. So, what is Lev Nishbar? Lev Nishbar is this idea of extinguishing the heart's fire for impurity. This is what we're saying. This is a broken heart. A broken heart breaks this. It says, The wild beasts. Quench their thirst. What is Yishberu? 
It's to quench. It's to bring water to the place where there is lacking water. Meaning the heart is doused and um, the heat is extinguished. This is how you rectify Mishpat. So we see through this idea of the three types of blows how this is what we were just talking about above, all the elements. And this represents the festivals of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, and Shmini Yatzeret. Rosh Hashanah symbolizes the rectification of faith. Your faith too is in the congregation of the Holy Ones. What does that mean? Meaning during the time of Rosh Hashanah, all the holy congregations get together. Therefore, all of the, the collections of faith are brought together and gathered in. Which is a reference to Rosh Hashanah. That your faith too is, is, um, is in the congregation of, of the Holy Ones. Meaning that faith is gathered because all the congregations come together in Rosh Hashanah. And through this you rectify the mind, the mentalities. Rosh Hashanah. This is why it says Rosh. This is the name of Rosh Hashanah, which literally means head of the year. Rosh Daka. Why did it say Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah, which means the head specifically. Because through the um, Rosh Hashanah gathering together and rectifying this faith, you create this Rosh, which is what this head, which means what the mentality, the mind, which exists within the head. You're able to rectify the mind through Rosh Hashanah. This represents the five senses of the brain, of the mind. Um, it's brought in Chovot al Sharab, Chishut, Perekeh. And other different places. Shekulam Nimtsaim Yifrinat Rosh Hashanah. That all these five senses are found in the aspect of Rosh Hashanah. Because these five senses of the mind are what? Re'yah, sight. Shmi'ah, hearing. Re'ah, scent. Ta'am, taste. And Mishush is touch. These are the five senses. And all of them are drawn from the mind. Because from the mind, all these nerves extend to all these senses. And all these senses are found in the aspect of Rosh Hashanah. Because Rosh Hashanah represents Rosh Hashanah, which means the mentality, the mind. How do we know that the, the sense of, of, um, of sight is present within Rosh Hashanah? Let's see. Chapter 11. That the eyes of God are constantly on it. This is a reference to Eretz Israel. That God's eyes are constantly looking upon Eretz Israel. From the beginning of the year, until the end of the year. So we see, so the aspect of sight is Rosh Hashanah. And on Rosh Hashanah, judgment is issued concerning what will be at its end. On Rosh Hashanah, we see that um, the end of something is judged. That on Rosh Hashanah, God sees and He's mashgiach. He's um, He's paying attention, mashgiach, and he's, He has this providence over the entire year, and He's going to decide what will be of it um, at its end. 
This represents the sight, uh, the, the sense of sight. Shemiyah, hearing, listening. The aspect of listening is the fact that God listens to the sounds of all our cries and our prayers and the blowing of the shofar of the Jewish people with absolute mercy. As it's brought down in the Nusach of the Tzfilah, the Yamim Noraim, as it's brought down in the actual prayers we say, that um, we say this sort of phrase, that God listens to our prayers and our screams with Rachamim. Sent comes from the verse in Yeshayah about the Mashiach that he will breathe with the fear of God. What is this idea of fear? What has to do with fear? As it says, and so, instill dread of you, Hashem, um, our God. Hashem, instill dread of you into all your works. That basically Hashem puts fear into all of His creation. And that God places awe over everything that He created. That, um, that there's awe of you, God, in everything that you created. So we see that the, the aspect of fear, which is the idea of sense that we saw in Yeshaya, has to do with Rosh Hashanah. And what is Tam taste? This is what is brought down in Bereshit when Yitzchak tells Esav to make for him a delicacy. What did he say? Make for me the delicacies that I love. But what did the Zohar say? What does it mean? Delicacies? From the positive commandments. That is Matamim. What is delicacy? Something you taste with, which is positive commandments. Meaning, what are the positive commandments? Those. Um, good actions that God tastes on Rosh Hashanah, that He tastes of the Jewish people, that God tastes on Rosh Hashanah all the good actions of the Jewish people. This represents the sense, of, the sense of um, tam taste, mishushu bayadaim, and the last of the senses, which is touch, has to do with the hands. Sorry, as brought down with regard to idol worship. It says in Tehidim, David Amenach says with regard to idol worship, they have hands but they can't touch. So we see with regard to the idols, even though they have hands, they can't touch, meaning they're not real hands. Because touch is with the hands. What is also evident in that phrase in the, in the Tehidim is that um, hands is supposed to express this idea of touch. That it says, they have hands, but they can't touch. Meaning, that David Melech is saying that if they were a real hand, they would be able to touch. But hands in general are supposed to be able to feel this concept of touch. So, what does Rabbeinu explain have to do with Rosh Hashanah? This is the aspect of God's hand, which is extended to accept all the penitents from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur. Brought down in the Gemara, Rosh Hashanah, page 18. That Hashem's hand is extended from these 10 days from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur to accept all those people who want to do tshuva. And this represents the sense of feel, touch. We see that Rosh Hashanah is the rectification of the intellect, the mentality. And through the rectification of the mentalities, we create the tfilin, which covers over the, the mentalities, the, the mind. 
because tefillin are the shining radiance of the mind. And this represents the 10 days of tshuva between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Because what is tshuva? Tshuva is what is brought down in the verse in Yirmiya. If you'll take the precious thing out of the vial. So we see that this is teshuva, to take something precious out of the vow. Yekar, precious. What is yakar? Yekar, honor, glory. It's tefillin. Which they called yekar. As we say, uh, that the tefillin are vikar, they are glorious, they are honorable. The tefillin are created through the rectification of the mentalities. And how do you rectify the mentalities? When you are able to rectify and elevate yourself from the impure seal, which is Hertim Besaro, when the flesh is stopped up, to the holy seal, which is the Tfilin. And what does it have to do with Tshuva? The Teshuva is Im Toti If you will take the precious thing out of the vial, meaning if you will take that which is precious, the soul of the Jewish person, out of the impurity which he's in. This is Teshuva. And understand this well. So what is Yakar? If you'll take the precious thing. Yakar is Tfilin. To take the Tfilin and bring it up from the aspect of impurity, which was the impure seal, which is um, basically um, sexual immorality, God forbid. So we have to bring and create Tfilin out of that, from that immorality and bring it into Ketusha. And so it seems to me, as it says over there, of Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur. What does Yom Kippur have to do with um, what we just mentioned? So Rosh Hashanah is the rectification of Emunah. But Yom Kippur, as Yom Kippur is the final rectification of the Holy Seal. which is Tefillin. Yom Kippur is the opposite of the seal of the evil side. It says on Yom Kippur that on the day of the fast of Kippur, they are sealed. The Yom Kippur represents sealing, but holy sealment, holy sealing. Because during the 10 days of Teshuvah, from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur, this is the rectification of the Tfilin. But on Yom Kippur is the final, final rectification. Because the final seal is, the final rectification of the holy seal is done. Shukah <laughs> Mem Lamed is 70, Chaf is 20, Aleph is 1, that's 70 plus 20 plus 1 is 91. As it's brought down, um, Rashi, I believe, mentions this idea. Bechinat Chalom and Ademalach, Sukkaz Malach, which means what? That Sukkaz rectifying the concept of the angel, meaning to ensure that our dream is mediated by the angel. And how do we ensure that? Through the rectification of the mentalities and the tefillin, which is done on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Therefore, Sukkah 
is Sukkot, the holiday of Sukkot, is what we call Zman Simchatenu, the time of our joy. Because we were talking about the Simcha Tfilin earlier in last class. Simcha Tfilin, the joy of Tfilin. Because the only way to reinforce that angel is to give it, is to bring joy. In order that the foods are not able to harm the dream and to weaken that angel. Because we know Sukkot is the holiday of gathering. We call this Chag Asif, the holiday of gathering. Because on Sukkot we gather in all sorts of food. Therefore, during the time of Sukkot, we need Simcha to reinforce this angel. Because this is how we rectify food. Rabbi was saying to rectify food in general, eating, is through Simcha. And therefore, at the time of Sukkot, which is the time when all the foods gather together at a person's table, we have to specifically make sure to be Simcha while we're eating. Because it's specifically this, it, during this Chag that we're able to rectify and to bring strength to this angel. Shmini Yatzeret Zibchinat Manchut. And Shmini Yatzeret is the aspect of kingship. As you know, Shmini Yatzeret represents Shlomo HaMelech, who's the king. Bechinat Zeya Atzor Be'amin HaNemar Be'melech. I would say in Shmuel, Aleph chapter 9. Zeya Atzor Be'amin, this one will rule my people. Yatzor means to rule. Comes from the word Shmini Yatzeret. That Shmini Yatzeret, the eighth day of Yatzeret, which is rulership, it's kingship. Which is said about the king, as we see in that verse. This one will rule my people. This represents the rectification of Mishpat. Because where is Mishpat? Um, in Dor, Mishpat give the king, give um, the king your Mishpat. So we see the king has Mishpat. Because this is the rectification of Mishpat that we talked about above. That through the rectification of Mishpat, we're able to, to nullify that impurity that we talked about above. The impurity of nocturnal omission and all the sins that have to do with regard to that. This is what is brought down in the writings. In the Priyat Chaim, in the Kabanot Shmiya Tzeret also. <coughs> The feminine principle, the nukba, which is what we call malchut, it retains the drop of seed. Meaning, on shmini atzeret, which represents malchut that we saw above, the the basically which which symbolizes the divine presence of God, it holds the drop of seed. Because shmini atzeret is the rectification of that impurity. It's holding the drop of seed. Because it's rectifying the stopped up flesh that we talked about, the pegamabrit, the blemishing of the covenant, which is all the sexual immorality, by doing what? By holding in that drop of seed. Through what we just mentioned. Because Shmini Yatzeret is the Tikkun Mishpat. And because it's the Tikkun Mishpat, that's why the, the Nugva is holding that drop of seed to prevent any blemish. And now she's holding that drop in holiness. It's not being wasted in the aspect of what um, what is mentioned in the verse that his flesh stopped up, his, his flesh stopped up, um, etc. It's brought down. God forbid that that verse represents um, a blemished mishpat um, and immorality. 
And this is the aspect of the connection between the Rabbi with the Talmidim, the Rabbi with the students. That this is the entire idea also about uh, Breslev as well. This union of the connection between the Rebbe and the Talmidim. This is the aspect, all that we mentioned above, all these elements, is the relationship between the Rebbe and the Talmidim. Meaning, when there's a true Rav with his students, through this they're able to create all these rectifications that we mentioned above. All the aspects that we mentioned above, they're able to accomplish just through this relationship. When there's a Rebbe and there's Talmidim that are attached to him. Because when these students gather by the Rav, through this, um, they are able to, both all, the Rav and the students collectively are able to bring together and to collect and gather all the portions of faith that Therefore, we call the study between a Rav and his students Yeshiva. This is why we call Yeshiva Yeshiva, which literally means sitting down. But why we call all these institutions Yeshivot Yeshivot? Why? Because it's the combination between Rav and Talmidim. Why Yeshiva? Which literally means sitting. Because Yeshiva is, is referencing the collection of these portions of faith. Because what is faith? Faith is like the Aretz, it's the earth that we saw in the first section of this uh, Torah. The first uh, section of this Torah, we said that the earth, it represents faith. Eretz Noshavet, but the earth is Noshavet, it's inhabited. Which comes from the word yeshiva. Noshavet means sitting. It's inhabited. So we see that the earth is inhabited, which is this aspect of noshavet yeshiva, meaning that the earth, which is emuna, is rectified by yeshiva, which is the collection between the rav and the tamidim. Bechinat shchon eretul emuna. Al-Badan Tehrim, chapter 37. Dwell in the land and pasture faith. Because the... Once you dwell in the land, which is the idea of Yeshiva, the Rebbe with the Talmidim, then you're able to bring up faith. Which is the opposite of what is brought down in Yermiyah. An unsown land. A land that has not been planted. That is referenced whenever the Rav is, when there's not a true Rav, or there's not a relationship between the Rav and the Talmidim, there's no Yeshiva. Because Eret Rozuwa, an unsown land, represents a, um, a blemish in faith. But the Rebbe with the Talmidim together, when they come together, they're able to create this Eret Noshavet, an inhabited land which collects all those portions of faith which have fallen. Because the Rav, he is in charge and he pays attention to all the portions of faith in order to gather them and to elevate each and every portion of faith. Or the, the piece of faith that is within each and every person. It's his job to gather them and to bring them up. My eyes are upon the faithful land, that they should dwell with me. What did this verse represent? That they should dwell with me. What is It's Yeshiva. It's the aspect of Yeshiva. Which is that um, land which is inhabited, as we saw above, which represents the Rebbe with the Talmidim. Through that, through that, the eyes are upon the faithful land, meaning that the eyes of the tzaddik are constantly engaged within this rectification to raise all those sparks of emunah which have fallen. Therefore, the converts which are created through the collection of faith, as we saw earlier, therefore, these converts are 
are called upon the name of Yeshiva. Yemoshe Katuba is brought down. How do we know this? Vayar et hakeni vayomar etan moshavecha. It's in Bamidbar chapter 24. We saw the verse at the beginning. Vayar et hakeni, he saw the keni. Vayomar etan moshavecha. And he said, secure is your dwelling place. Etan moshavecha. Your dwelling place is secure. Vezeu etan. What is the word etan? Secure. Tanya dim sayelach. Etan is the same uh, word as Tanya. The Tanya that supports you. Tanya is this aspect of learning. Because the studying within the Yeshiva, when the Rabbi and the Tamidim come together, is able to assist support those converts because the only reason why they convert is through the concept of this yeshiva because the rabbi with the talmidim together which is the aspect of yeshiva through this um, converts are created and made because once these rabbi and the talmidim get together and once they get together they collect all those pieces of faith once those pieces of faith are collected the gerim come the gerim are created we saw above in this lesson. We see that the aspect of faith is rectified through the Rebbe together with the Talmidim. We also see that the mind is rectified and um, renewed. Because the mind of the students is rectified and renewed through the teacher. And also, the Rav's mind is also renewed through the students. Page 10. That when they go through each and every Rav, asking these great tzaddikim where they learned the most from, one of the tzaddikim said that he learned more from his students than anyone else. So we see this idea how the students are able to enhance the mind of the tzaddik and um, of the Rav. And Rabenu actually has a beautiful dibur about this in Chaim Moran. Look over there. How um, Rabenu said, how it wasn't shocking to him how the Bar Shemtov, who had such great and awesome students, 60 Giborim, 60 students who were Mamash, Tzadikim, Gmorim, um, that the Bar Shemtov actually used in um, Abu Hashem of his students to gain a Chidush. And Rabenu said, it makes sense because from this idea of what we're talking about here, look over there in Chaim Oran, you'll see this idea how Rabenu said that. Rabenu did not understand something until he used one of the Abodat Hashem of his students to actually gain that insight. And um, how some, the tzaddik will, will uh, be enhanced by the student sometimes. It's an awesome idea. Maybe we have the merit to, um, to enhance our teacher, Rabenu HaKadosh, in whatever way we can. And Bezrat uh, Hashem, that we learn and we, we grow. And Bezrat Hashem, we share as well. That's it for today, and we'll start uh, next class from the words of Eikal's man.